right, everybody. Welcome to Yeah, But Still. Ooh, wee. Um, Hello. This week we have a very a guest I'm very excited about, Brandon as well. Long, long overdue. Long overdue. Editor at yes. large of Esquire, creator of... Uh, Waiting for Impact. Waiting new, for Impact. The new podcast. Also host of uh, Homophilia. Homophilia. Also true. And also, I mean, a, uh, something near and dear to my heart, former MTV VJ. Yes. A man I grew up watching... That's insane. And Absolutely glued to the TV. And a fellow fellow diabetic. We we discussed yes. this at length. We did, we we saved yeah. it. We saved it for the. We'll start a, a splinter pod for the. Oh, we should for should, should be a <laughs> for diabetes special, stuff. Yeah, Dave and I because we were we were talking shop for mm-hmm. like twenty minutes and you Jack, were talking about it for a long time, which I did not mind. But my takeaway, I was like, this is an instant connection, and I feel yeah. like Brandon, if you started some kind of. Uh, like diabetic related Hollywood thing, it'd be like a huge networking opportunity for you. I feel like you'd get your way to the top. Oh well, off yeah. Like the diabetes like mafia. Well, one third, one third of one third of the Joe Bros. One third of the Heim. One third yeah. of the. That's, that's oh, a brothers. That's dude. actually a big, yeah. Trios one, are yeah, a risk factor. One third of Jonas. One, one third, third of, of Heim. Heim. Yep. Yeah, like if you have like if you have a a trio a sibling trio group. One of the Hansons. There's a 33.3% chance. One of the Hanson yeah. brothers is probably... All three you know. of them should get to the doctor. Um, yeah. Who else? Get all, checked out. Who are the... The, all, the, well, uh, the Stooges? The Stooges. Yep. You know, who's to say? They're bonking Huey, each other Dewey, on the head. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I don't know. That's... The, we, oh, now we're just naming trios. Yeah, now we're naming trios. But, <laughs> the, but yeah, no. But like... Yeah, I did not fully make that... I didn't... Make that connection until just now that yeah. Heim, Heim and Jonas Brothers, both both uh, sibling trios with one diabetic. And you, Jack, did not realize all of the thousand uh, micro decisions that Brennan is making at any moment. Yeah. It is illuminating. Yeah. It is like, I, mean, I see the effects. You know, you stop for food and stuff like that. It's an unseen. Know? It's an unseen struggle. It's yeah, an unseen struggle. That you know, people people think that I have people think I have the easiest life. But it is no. Oh man, it's crazy how your your yeah your voice is. You you have such a great broadcasting voice. Thank you. It That's is familiar. That is, yep. Good. Uh, All right, that makes me happy. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, yeah, yeah you're you're a vet. Yeah. So that I've makes, been at it a minute. That makes, that do, makes sense. And I do want to talk a lot about um, the MTV story. I hope you do not mind. I'm um, sure you've told a lot of these stories. Sure. But, um, but for those of you. Guys. If anybody listening is not familiar with your your come up, you you entered a contest called "Want to Be a VJ" contest yeah. on MTV. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'm like I we normally shoot the shit. I have questions for you. Great. Um, but yeah, what were you doing before? In your how old were you, and what were you I doing before was this contest? Twenty seven. Okay. Mm. Uh, I was living in New York. I was uh, I was working just up the street, uh, just up Broadway. Uh, and it at an advertising agency. I, oh, okay. I had moved to New York in '94, and uh, and I was I bounced around the world of advertising um, badly, like really badly. I was not. Um, I was very good at talking, but I was not real good at doing. Uh-huh. And mm. so I, I sort of I like my mouth got me from like job to job, and I kind of moved up the ladder, but was bad. Like mm-hmm. was legitimately not competent in any way. Um, but also in those early years you move around because that's how you like get your salary yeah. up as you change right. job once a year, but whatever. So I um, I hated it. I was in New York and I was like, I gotta change something. 
Like I'm here, I'm young, I don't have to think about anybody other than myself. Like I should do something other than a thing I could be doing where I grew up in St. Louis and like there I'd be able to buy a house, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, so emo, I thought, Emo's right. Pizza. You know Emo's? Yeah, Emo's Pizza, come on. Crack, crack Good as thin, hell. Cracker Thin Pizza. Mm-hmm. Cracker Thin Pizza, Provel Cheese. So so tasty, so good. Yeah, real real quick. Uh, yeah, just shout out to yeah. Shout emos, to emos, emos. Emos pizza, great. Do you great, like great emos spot. or do you not like emos? I loved emos. Okay, good. It was in, in fourth grade, but I, okay. I I digress. I'm sorry. Okay. You know. Um. So but yeah. yeah you're, so you're I started like I started doing like improv and stuff. Okay. And and just like doing it, like and this was you know pre UCB so yeah. It was, you know, oh, yeah. it was hard to find a, a community, but I was like doing that kind of thing. And, and like, I didn't have an agent, but I, like any open call that I could get to, I would get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read about the open call at MTV and I was like, well, that's it. I'm going. And so I went, uh, called in sick from work, stood in line. And that, wow. that was a Monday morning. And, and they were like, okay, if you, like, I, I went and I, you know, talked to a, casting person and and like read a cue card and whatever and then they sent me to another room which i understood to be like sort of a callback like this mm. is where if they sort of like you they send you over here uh and then the rest of the people just sort of leave and uh and they and uh, they talked to me for a while this is a granular version of this story yeah. I'm sorry it's probably more detail than you needed no um, no i like it but uh but yeah they they were like we'll we'll call you by midnight on tuesday if you're in the top 10 and they called it like 11.57 p.m. on Tuesday. And then I went back in on Wednesday. And then over the course of like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, viewer, there, there were like live events. And then all day Saturday, uh, like viewers could call in and vote on who they wanted. Oh, and that wow. was the final thing. Oh, interesting. And I did not win. Famously. I famously did not win. I mean. I famously and iconically did not well, win. Well, I was <laughs> obsessed with this at the time because I mean. What year was this? This was 1998, I believe, what? right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were going head to te- head to head. The final two was you and Jesse Camp. Yes. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk about him later, but okay. But the beginning of the intro to Jesse, I would say, how would you describe him? I mean, like he he's like he okay. Well, he was he actually was there when I was there for like the initial like mm-hmm. t- standing in line. He was I think a little bit either ahead of me or behind me, but it was like they snaked the lines around like Disneyland. Yeah, and so we kept passing each other, and I was like, she's gorgeous because he's like super tall oh. and like high cheekbones and yeah, crazy hair. Look. Yeah, he was like a sort of rail a, thin. Yeah, like a heroin chic kind of model. Yeah, right? and uh, and then and then I didn't really think anything of him after that until we came back and we were both in the top 10. And then I was like, well, mm. here's the guy who's going to win the thing. So I should just, you know, okay, so you get f- the experience. And he, was, and got it. It. he was like kind of flighty. Yeah. Real. Yeah. He was a wild. Yeah. Oh, character wise. Like he was drugs. Yeah. He was real. You know, he was, he was like a St. Mark's kid. If you, if you understand, like yeah, there, yeah. there was, there's like an area in the East village where like, you know, kids from other places in New York come and hang out and be dirty, you know, right. like be like, Crusty kind of punk now would young be like people. a downtown kid. Yeah. Now, in yes. New York now. Yes. Yeah. An arts district right. kid. A kid who would hang at the smell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, in LA. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, oh, yeah, you're downtown, thinking downtown. Like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. sort of. He was the, like in a punk band kind of. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, like really of... like glam rock and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he was a, he was like a wild character and he did seem like he was stoned and it was just, you know. Yeah. Well, he was, and I he think was this was like the era of punk and like style where. 
like acting really strung out was like super cool anyway. Sure. So I don't know. I kind of think of like, isn't like it still Pete, cool? Isn't it timeless? I think of like Pete of Doherty being, and stuff where sh- there's like being a mix like of, aloof. Yeah. Just like, you know, bands were playing like wasted on SNL and like, you yeah, know, it's kind of cool. But like Jesse, you like see him and you're like, dude, I can't tell if this guy's like faking this or right. Is he actually that? Cause he, yeah. I don't know. He talks in this crazy way. He Dresses, did. Yeah. He'd have like a lollipop, like, oh, like sure. clicking around on the mic while mm-hmm. he's like doing his little bits. And, um, yeah, people were just like, what's with this guy? I mean, I was kind of obsessed with him, right. but the, the question of whether he was really like that or, uh, was faking it, we were never able to answer. That is a mystery <laughs> that we never cracked. And like, and it was, it was the question on everyone's lips, like that whole year that he was there and everyone was around him. It was like, what's going on? And, and we never really could year? tell. Yeah. Okay. He got a, like a one year contract and then, um, and then he got a record deal. Like during that year, oh, he got a wow. record deal with Hollywood records and he made an album and that album came out at the end of his year, and that was sort of how he got like, like Jesse Camp and they like sent him off. Something like it was some something like the Something Kids. It was the Eighth Street Kids, Eighth which is St. Mark's. What okay. kind of song? Uh, songs? Kind of like punk adjacent with like okay. a saxophone. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, I could be making it up. Yeah, like maybe like the Libertines, if you know that band. Is it, that it was. Them? Yeah, it was kind of glammy. Like the single, I really liked. There are actually a couple really good songs on that album. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, we were just rewatching like it's I'm already like thrown off by your perspective because it's not what I thought it would be. What did you think? Cuz you were be? like a music nerd, right? Like you kind of like you I'm well, you had the vibe of like a Carson Daly type person. Right. Um at the time. So I figured like you were kind of like the logical choice and then Jesse Camp's like the yo, this wacky guy like we got to put him on. Let's get him to the top. Like the you know in a reality show where you kind of keep the crazy person on for as long as you can. Yes. Yeah. So I thought like maybe you would be like, man, I know about music. I deserve to do this. I could read. You uh, know, I deserve this, and I'm gonna get beat by this. Well, the street kid. No, I mean <laughs> it was high. Yeah. No, I mean I just kind of thought like, oh, I just wanted to be there. I just yeah. wanted to work yeah. there Very somehow. Wholesome. You know, and I didn't know how to get in the door. I was too like young and dumb to know how to make that career move in yeah. a proper way. And so I just thought, like, I'm going to just meet as many people as I can and see if there's a place where I fit in. And then, like, I'll get people's business cards and I'll, you know, I'd been in the real world long enough to know how to, like, you know, when you get an opportunity, how to work it, you know? And and so I just thought, like, losing well is is the thing that I'm going to try to do. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And that I got as far as I did is shocking to me still. Um, And then, you know, like, I, I didn't win. And and I went to the rap party, and I collected business cards, and just that Monday I just started calling, huh. and that was that was kind of well they hired you yeah they did you eventually yeah I got hired, I got a yeah. writing job on like weekend specials and then I was sort of around the halls wait, wait weekend specials like they there would you know the the top forty you know mm. pop songs of the nineties mm-hmm. so far or something like that oh okay uh, every oh, weekend I think there would that's be some what you're watching event. some of those yeah. I think oh, really? we saw something with you and Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Watching weird old clips. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody, somebody crazy. on their YouTube like took all of the intros from like a forty song countdown or something you guys did, and it's really? just like a 
a single YouTube video of it. So you guys just introducing it was some content. Of oh my god, music video cliches. Yeah, but okay, the, but they don't cut to the actual cliches. It just yeah. immediately cuts to you and Weird Al in a different place in Venice Beach. Probably sure. ten seconds later, being like, "Welcome back." Oh my god, you I forgot to all about that. You're throwing to uh, correspondent Carmen Electra. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that was, we launched, uh, after I'd been there for about a year, we did a show called Video Clichés, and that, I think, was how we, like, debuted it. Um, That's interesting, because, yeah. uh, like, when you read the, the way I was reading it, it seemed like they signed you, like, pretty quick, but it seems like you had to kind of grind. It was I, I interpreted it like they were like, oh. A month or six weeks, We like, like this Dave guy, we're going to bring him on, but it, well, we got to give it to Jesse you know, for, for the, the clout. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won fair and square. Got to, you know, I think he got a giant oversized novelty check and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And this would this would have been mid-April, and and I remember I I was doing a pilot for them in late May. So yeah, like a little mm. over a month. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it's it's just because I like kept calling. That's awesome. You know, everyone was very nice after the thing, but I, I, in my mind, I was like, they will forget you if you don't yeah. keep calling. So keep right. doing it until they say stop calling or they give you a job. <laughs> you yeah, know? it worked out. I mean, yeah. you were, and you were, well, you were there for how, how long? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah. But th- during like the wildest times of- A really oh, yeah. crazy time. Yeah. Which yeah. We, nobody saw coming at the time, you know? Sure. I, I guess- Backstreet Boys had like a sort of popular song around that time, but mm-hmm. like in sync, in sync. Okay, the that Wednesday, the first live show that we were on, mm-hmm. uh, when it was the top ten, the musical guest was in sync, and nobody knew who they were, and there was oh, nobody wow. out in Times Square. They had like a, a big single in Germany, <laughs> so there were like four German tourists outside, yeah, and no one else, huh. and that's wow. on YouTube. That I've seen, um, and, but like nobody saw. Uh, I think it was "I Want You Back." Mm, interesting yeah okay. uh but nobody saw like the teen explosion about to happen yeah um so that like that summer everyone was at the beach house and then when we came back that's when they started uh total request life in like september of 98 and then it just became all teens all the oh, time right yeah which was that was that was the brainchild of carson daly I yeah i mean he yeah he had a uh a countdown show at the summer house called T- total request <laughs> Yeah. Which was like a play on Total Recall. Oh, got and it. And then there was a show called MTV Live, which was ninety minutes of just live stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that ended right at the Beach House, and then it was all Beach House stuff. And then when we came back, those shows merged and became Total Request. Okay, Live. yeah, because I I kind of I I ended up after I watched Red Rocket, I went back and I listened. I still to haven't the, seen it. Oh, it's fucking Is amazing! It good? It's the best. It's like I've watched it three times now okay it's the one screener i didn't get i don't know it why. was it's incredible but i went back and i listened to the episode that jack and uh our friend cam had recorded an episode with simon rex mm-hmm. while i was while i was away for a bit and it's a it's a it's a good one it's so funny we got like one of the last interviews with simon yeah. like i mean obviously he's really funny and down to earth and cool super down to hang but like now it was right before, and like I remember Cam t- saying, "Like, dude, there's about to be like a, a Simon Rex comeback, and he like, his agents aren't letting him do like too many interviews now." Oh so yeah, I've heard, I mean, I've like, heard that people are like hitting him up, and he's like, "Sorry, we got like, wow. so just incidentally we got one of the last ones." Oh well, oh, now yeah. he's like he's well, big now. Well, they're yeah. they're campaigning Again. for him to get an Oscar. Other no, fellow VJ, yeah. Yeah, I know it's insane. Yeah. he's a lovely guy. He's yeah, all, it, he's a crazy story great. too. Oh god, yeah, of course. Um, but. Circling back to Jesse. Yes. I was a big fan of Jesse, but 
you know, in terms of skills alone, he we were just watching a clip like he said that he was having trouble. He could barely read. He right. like there's times where he's like passing the cue card to Kurt Loder to like finish. Oh, I mean, imagine being Kurt Loder in that position <laughs> dealing with this man's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but he, honestly, it was like, you know, if well, that was the charm of him, that I loved was it. kind right. of the thing. Yeah, know? and it's it's not super built to last. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, it's well, I definitely was like. I immediately said I said this I said this before you got here because yeah. we were we were talking about this and it's like oh yeah like it is it's way more sustainable to be a Dave Holmes than a Jesse Camp two types of people in this just world it's well you gotta sometimes you gotta just like know not to make too much noise tortoise in the right. hair situation. tortoise in the hair yep. marathon not a sprint right and Jesse had the hair too he had crazy hair that was yeah. another thing wild hair yeah he had wild hair but yeah it, it was it was like uh, you know if you give 14-year-olds the opportunity to, like, vote on a thing like sure. that. Like, of course they're going to go with him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no no one's ever going to be like, hey, everyone come to my house and let's let's do something sensible. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't um, know. That Dave guy seems like he knows a lot right. about... Who fucking cares? Uh, Soundgarden or whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it truly was just... Uh, I'm I'm glad that it shook out the way that it did because it was, you know, it was like, all right, just... Yeah, I kind of have emotions like at master. home later, right. and then you know, but just fucking get the job, get the job somehow. Yeah, that's really interesting that you had to hustle it. I um, no I no agent, just calling no, people directly. No Literally just calling people directly. Then when it seemed like something was going to happen, like when yeah. they gave me, I think they gave me like a summer contract, mm-hmm. and and the show that I worked on did well enough that they were going to bring it back, and I had proven that that I could like. They also like they put me on live TV immediately. The, oh, wow. the last Crazy. episode of MTV Live, um, I found out I think the night before, just from a call from like one of, one of the super high up ex- executives who was like twenty nine, uh, <laughs> was like, uh, "We don't have a host for MTV Live tomorrow. Can you do it?" And I was like, "All right." Oh wow! And they just put me fucking on, alone on live TV for ninety minutes. I'd never done anything like Damn. it before. Uh, but, but anyway, like when you teleprompter earn their trust, like. Cue cards, I think. Oh wow! I, yeah, that's crazy. Callers, I, maybe. Well, I had a I had a very brief spell on, on live TV on MTV, but it's they tried to bring it back years after anybody was watching it. What? So what there was were like it? twelve people watching the show. <laughs> they tried it? to they tried to like revive like put music back in MTV. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was like a period where they were like hiring up a bunch of people. Well, to there be was on it was it, a like, show called Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, like remember. late 2016, nobody There's remembers it. There's a reason you it. don't remember it. Because nobody saw it. But Lizzo was one of the hosts. Okay. And that's like how, that's why Lizzo's like on an early podcast is because <laughs> she was one of the co-hosts of, I was a correspondent on the show. Yeah. But it was like a live, it was like a, a thing that they would do in downtown LA where it was, they were like, oh, it's going to be like. TRL at night and it's gonna be at, at like a cool party in downtown but well, it stunk it was like a bad guests, show the guests they it's had and I think I forgot she was a host that really illustrates the huge mistake they made when they brought it back is that like the musical guest they're having was like Lil John and stuff uh-huh. like people that were had hits like a long time ago and it's like yo throwback they like, had some they had some people that were like that had did current they? hits on like current ones. I remember like Amine did it and Mac okay. Miller did it one time. But okay, it was but like... either way, like Lizzo, you could tell they made a bad prediction because Lizzo having her host instead of perform. Well, this right. is before Lizzo was a star. 
Well, of course not a star, I mean, but like she, she was, was making music. She was very talented, but they just didn't. She wasn't like this mega famous celebrity. Sure, yeah. certainly, but like time. I think MTV came to be, or you know, got big because they they did take risks back in the day. Yeah, and had their ear to culture like hardcore. It wasn't like. It wasn't always like putting pop stars on, you know, they, no, were, they, would, they were making stars. They would take chances. Yeah, they know? took chances on yeah, people. They were, like Daniel Johnston was on MTV. Yeah. Like when he was like fucking homeless. Yeah. Working at McDonald's. Yeah. But this is also, this is the era that Dave was on. Mm-hmm. MT, MTV was like at the height of its power. So I, I don't think that they were taking risks at that time. They necessarily. were. They were. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it. Bro, Tom, it like, Green, honestly, Tom Green. Well, Tom, Bum, Tom, Tom Green. Tom Green. Show, Tom Green. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and Ollie and shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also just with like with these things, I was. But like, I meant in terms of like specials. music acts on TRL. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It was sort of. Like I for mean, sure, was, Tom Green. I'm, I'm a huge well, Tom Green. Well, Brandon, yeah. think about it. In sync at the time, like they weren't big. Like it's a weird way to look at it, but like. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, there. It was star there making. Were, was like com- with with the videos that were played and then musicians who got to perform. You know, there was a department that was sort of you know forecasting the trends and whatever. Right. But they um, they for sure when somebody had an idea for a show, the way that they would like pilot it would be like, let's do it live on the air for two hours this Saturday. Yeah, and, they, and it would just be like whatever doesn't work about it, we'll find out on the like literally on the air while people right. are watching. And that was like that was really cool because yeah. they they trusted that they were like a strong enough brand that people would keep coming back, you know? Mm-hmm. And when ratings were low, they weren't that much lower than they were when they were high, you know? Because sure. it was like it's it's a sliver it was of the just population. Such a juggernaut. That yeah, that yeah. MTV is like relevant to. And yeah, they were just they were like cocky about like, yeah, we're just gonna make stuff. Yeah. Right? You know? They did a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what like I, Wonderland? I don't remember, but the the TRL reboot was like oh god, really hard to watch because it, yeah. it, it, you could feel them like sprinting toward what they thought yeah cool was supposed to be, and it was yeah. it, like it's you can't. Well, I think do that. the the TRL reboot actually was oh, Matt Rife was one of the guys. Oh my god! That. Yeah, yeah, it's like I I don't know. I think they just went about it the wrong way, and they're punished for it. Where like right. what they could have done. And I'm not including you in this, Brandon. Like, and some of the other hosts, they, there's a lot of good hosts, people that hosted there. But like, mm-hmm. like I think they could have found the next Jesse Camp and Dave Holmes uh-huh. that like aren't already TikTok stars. You know, right. like people that have potential mm-hmm. but don't that aren't famous yet. You right. Know? Well, they're but they're kind of scrambling need... right now. They're scr- they're like oh, yeah, it's MTV. A, it's oh, in bro, a weird spot. I don't know if they're. I don't. I honestly don't know that they're like. Not trying to drown anymore. I think they, yeah. they're, they're trying they to stop kicking. Yeah, like um, they they they're just like fuck it. Let's put on ridiculousness for twenty four yeah. hours. I imagine it one and guy working there. Like, there's yeah. like all like uh, it's a lot of like reboots and stuff. Yeah, like because it's like I guess kind of a legacy brand. Sort so. of. The thing is, it's like um, it's it's hard to uh, be the brand for teenagers forever. Right. So like that, it now. that MTV started when I was 10. Right. And so like my older brothers watched it and I was like that's I don't really fully understand it but that's yeah. cool. And then like it's everybody's older brothers or older sisters sure. network. But then eventually it becomes your parents network and then you right. don't want to watch it anymore. Of course. You know, and you can't get the kids back. Right. And that's why there's like the shows that they are putting out are just like 
reboots of old like they yeah. they did a new hills reboot or right. like jersey shore reboot or yeah. whatever um and and then it's also a lot of uh like spin-offs of ridiculousness now yeah. deliciousness yeah there's a show called something? like ad- adorableness wow it's all like it's 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 a shame. I mean, I think I'm happy for everyone a, involved, but you know. everybody's just given up on basic cable. Comedy Central is just Office and Seinfeld reruns yeah. now. Yeah, it's sad, all you know? of linear cable is just like whatever will make our ratings yeah. bump a tiny bit. Yeah, like, so it's, it's like any ne- like the History Channel could show Mean Girls, and you just yeah, like, Dude, they basically do. Like, okay, they basically do in an earlier ep- and I don't want this to turn into a bitching fest, but like in an earlier episode, we were talking about like. This we discovered some show called Diesel Brothers that was on Discovery Channel, uh, and it's like yeah. literally about modifying diesel trucks to make them like create more black smoke Fantastic. on Discovery Channel. Wild. Mm-hmm. It was at one point supposed to be about the Earth, right? Yeah, and now it's just like who pollutes the Earth most? Yeah, I mean it's like well, I think every They've, cable network for the most part has just given up on trying to preserve itself, and so they're all kind of like let it. Yeah, I they think they're all like one let network, it sink. Just called TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. can sign it up is, for it. You I mean, like the fact that they play. MTV is mostly just uh, ridiculousness over and over. I think is is sort of a testament to the fact that like, oh, this is for people that don't know how to turn on the computer. So it's like sure. it's literally <laughs> like it's it's Rob Deerdeck uh, and uh, and his you know and celebrity guests just presenting. Viral clips, clips from yeah. You know what it is? Computer. It's uh, it's Chive TV, but like yeah. with a host. It's Chive TV with a host. Yeah, it's yeah. Al- it's like almost like something from like a Mike Judge movie from years ago. to predicted, you know. Yeah. Oh, the, it's like oh, MTV is just like right. one show. Like anytime, I do find anytime. that it's hard to keep calm and chive on in these trying times. The West hard times. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to keep calm and chive on. I, like if I'm ever in a bar <laughs> that Chive TV is playing, I'm like, God, God damn it. Oh yeah. And, but then I'm like, Oh, this is really good. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it'll I'll, it'll catch my eye. Yeah. We were just out over uh, over Christmas. You know Andy Wood. Oh sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a house out. He won Jeopardy like four days in a row. And oh wow. bought a house out in Joshua yeah. Tree, and uh, he was in Mexico. My boyfriend had COVID, and so we're like, oh, let's just go. Yeah, let's go be in sweatpants in a different house. So we went out there, and there's some dumb like basic cable thing that he doesn't pay for that he get like if it's oh, not sick. netflix oh, like or whatever Pluto but tv or something, something. yeah but chive tv was on it and i was like oh this is dumb it's turned on. <laughs> that's awesome and honestly it was all we had on for like four days stack <laughs> of screeners to get through but it was like well, where are we gonna watch this guy fall down i mean i guess it's a it's a classic like in the background situation yeah. but yeah. were you like watching attentively uh, if, at in, times, if, yeah, yeah. For, in and out for perhaps 90 seconds at a time and then well, you could have watched there. you could have watched like an award an award nominated film could have did okay we watched a couple could did do watched. house of gucci oh sure hilarious if you haven't seen it i haven't i haven't i heard I haven't seen it either i heard oh, it no, like kind of stinks but lady gaga's like it's, acting her ass off it's it's so dumb it's yeah. so dumb but it's really fun it's okay. uh yeah don't oh, expect yeah. it to make sense or be good but it's, <laughs> right. but it's you won't be bored yeah um I, I did sleep through 20 minutes of it but you won't be like you won't be like bored bored yeah um so I want to get back to my MTV questions because mm-hmm. I am selfishly curious. Okay. Um, eventually, okay. So where were we at? You you started hosting uh-huh. three on live TV for the first time. Yep. And then I mean you you hosted a good amount of stuff. What it was did. the first big like cultural event in the world that you were a host during? Because huh. I I mean 
the reason it's trippy for me to interview you is because like a, I, there's a lot of cultural events where you were one of the voices like like it's how I learned about it. You know, well, really? there was wow. the that God, Woodstock '99 doc. When, that sure, Woodstock was a big yeah, one. we were uh, we recently. were there. That was yeah. awful. It yeah. was really awful. It was Just cool for me watching on TV. <laughs> well, good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, being there was just like you could really feel the, the, the bad energy in the air. Yeah, I'm sure. Truly, it, it was truly bad. Felt, yeah, felt evil. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember the, um, like, a thing that they would often have me do would, they would just, like, send me out into Times Square with a camera crew. Like, what, what my main, like, camera guy is one of my good friends and became one of my roommates and they would just sort of send us out into Times Square to talk to people and yeah. see if we can get good footage and then they'd use it somewhere later. And so I did that at, at Woodstock 99 in the morning. They were like, go wake people up in the camping area and whatever. Uh, and uh, and I did yeah. and nobody wanted to see me and Kellogg's was uh, going around with a cart of the little tiny boxes of cereal that oh you get at camp. Oh my God, that's dark. Yeah. And it's dark as hell. But, but uh, those, but not milk. So oh nobody's going to eat it. Because yeah. it will just dry you out, and uh, and so they just became projectiles, and we got pummeled with little tiny right. Kellogg's He's, boxes. Oh my god! In the MTV in the Woodstock '99 doc, you kind of talk about how yeah. MTV was kind of considered the enemy. It was, yeah, right. It was weird. Um, let's see. God, what were the? Uh, well, that was a big cultural moment for me. A, you know, I mean, like okay. that was. I was eventually going to bring it up. Okay, but you know, the doc. I feel like it's been kind of talked about at length yeah. now. You know, but. It's, there, I feel like people have chose a story yeah. to like tell of it as well. Like there's like a version of events that, right? You know, I don't know. I've heard conflicting interpretations of it because you know yeah. I was actually interested in doing a doc on it. I think I mentioned that to you. Yeah, I spoke to Gideon Yego uh-huh. about it. He was interesting to talk. Do you oh, know him? Gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was really. He and Damien and I have a, a standing dinner date. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh, By the yeah. way, he is a huge nerd. Like he knows oh, yeah. his shit hard oh the hardest i had like by the end of talking to him i had like a reading list yeah he kept telling me books i had to read and like yeah yeah um but yeah it was interesting hearing him like i was just asking him about what he thought about woodstock 99 and he's like well you have to go back like 12 years and like Mm -hmm. talking about like how new metal even started Mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy like very interesting guy to talk to yeah for sure um but were you kind of a music nerd too before i was yeah um yeah definitely um, I grew up in the eighties and I was, which it was a great time for pop music, but then there was also like the Smiths and the Cure and the yep. replacements and all that kind of thing. I started working at a, a radio station when I was like 14 or 15. There was sort of like a college station in St. Louis, a little tiny station that like had like a three mile radius and, uh, and they would play like early REM and, and that kind of thing. And I was like, I love it and mm-hmm. i want to be a part of it and i lied and said that i was older and i got like a saturday afternoon <laughs> wow. shift um so i was yeah i was um, pretty nerdy about music and certainly relative to the people who were in want to be a vj i came off like somebody who knows probably a gideon diego amount yeah which i i'm somewhere i'm somewhere beneath him who's gideon you know? diego he was an mtv news guy yeah mm. mtv news mm. yeah is that all he hosted i think so yeah yeah i think so too yeah um it's a big tv writer now yeah he's doing great mm-hmm. um but I mean, yeah it is it's the the trajectory of some there's been some mtv vjs that have gone on to have some great great careers yeah Damien, no, absolutely Damien, wasn't da- Damien Faye, he like writes on family Guy. yeah he's yeah ep I mean, on yeah. family guy now he's like an ep on family guy yeah 
Right, which like you like I remember at the time you know, it's like, oh, he's just some hot guy on MTV. Right. Now he's I mean at EPM the time family. that's like yeah. top of the world, as cool as you could be, I'm sure. Well, I mean it's a great job, but like you know, you know it won't last forever. Mm-hmm. So you either decide to like really push it and try to be we didn't have him at the time, but Ryan Seacrest, you know, and just like host yeah. everything in the world. Or it's or you're like use the platform to do something else. You know, right. use like the name recognition to do something else, you know? So that's that's the path I took. I, yeah. I came out here uh in two thousand two when my contract with MTV ran out and I was and I got some like hosting work for a few years. But I like when it isn't live and when it's um like when you have to do, you know, twenty five takes of something of some like yeah. commercial bumper or whatever, it's like I have, I don't like this actually. The act of spe- the the act of like two camera mm-hmm. is a weird feeling. It is. I I remember like I remember specific well, I remember one time somebody else had uh, had been like, oh yeah, I told my agents like I don't want to do anything that's two camera anymore, uh-huh. and I I was like, oh yeah, that's that's probably a good yeah thing to I should tell my reps yeah <laughs> you know and yeah. so yeah that's definitely yeah because it, it is yeah I don't I don't love it yeah it's I strange. don't yeah I I still like it but only if I can if they let me like take some liberties right they, you know? if they let you cook right yeah yeah I had to yeah. I had to do a thing um i had to do a thing i had a job for a while on uh on court tv it was like saturday night yeah. commercial bumpers around their true crime programming and and we would sometimes have like a guest who would be like some expert in forensic science or something yeah and we'd have to talk to him i had a co-host and uh and there would be like three questions and it would have to be exactly a minute so mm. If it, if we talked and it were fifty eight seconds and we're like, you guys, we have to do that again. If it was a minute oh, and one man. second, we had to do it again. So we would have to have the same conversation with the same beats in the same way, uh, like twenty times. Yeah, and oh and my like, God. yeah, it was like the money wasn't good enough to make that to like make it feel right. like I they could replace me with a dog right now and it wouldn't it would yeah. not matter. You know what I mean? Oh man. Um, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. What was the, me I mean, nuts. not to go on a tangent of this, but what was the reasoning of like the minute limit? Yeah, I don't. I, just, I guess because it's that a was, bumper. Yeah, um, you have yeah, exactly that amount of time, or like a top of the hour, like station ID ish kind of thing. But yeah, it had to be exactly one minute, and they and right. the network didn't want the the show logo to be on for one second longer than it was supposed to be, or whatever. It was really. There's a lot of dumb shit that happened in the world of linear cable. Maybe it's oh, good sure. that it's all gone. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I was going to ask you too, like, at least with MTV, was there, do you look back, was there ever a time where you like experienced a moment where you're like, I feel like things are starting to change and go sour. Like uh, this might be the end of the road. Yeah, wh- the whole the time. Station. Oh, the whole st- t- Well, no, I, I, I guess like anything that you grow up with, you think it's going to be there forever. So I never thought mm-hmm. about that. But the whole time I was there, I was like, they're going to start grooming a next generation any second, you yeah. know, and, and you don't really get, you know, the most you can hope for is four or five years. So, yeah. um, I, I remember like halfway through they started hiring like Mandy Moore and Tyrese 
and um, oh. and like Angie Martinez and like people who had recording careers. Oh, as uh, was Mandy. Mandy Moore was hosting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah. had a I show mean, for I, a while. I had. I I was in love. Oh I was sure. In love who with was Mandy Moore? Mm. Oh, the greatest. Geez. The greatest. Yeah. But yeah, through that I was like, oh, they're just gonna hire like like pop stars and fire right. the rest of us. They didn't really. Yeah. Uh, or didn't then anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I never felt like, oh, this is, like even the shit that I didn't get, I was like, it, it is like, I, I aged out of the demographic like two years before I started working. Yeah. So right. when new stuff came in that I didn't get, it was like, I'm really not supposed to get it. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's not for me. Got well, you it. Came, you yeah. came in at like a healthy time and you, you, you your brain was fully developed. Yes. Right. So yeah, yeah I I mean, oh, well, so that, that Woodstock 99 doc, by the way, I yeah. I I feel like you ha- you you were offering great insight, especially as like somebody that was there, okay, and thanks. like had a you know. But then they they had a couple people in that doc where it was I don't know they had they had some journalists who were like kind of giving their their two cents. Uh-huh. There's like one guy who's like who's he was I don't know he was talking about the cultural context, uh-huh. and he was like. He was he was just ah fuck it's I wish I remembered who it was it was like one of the it was like a New York Times writer, okay Wesley Morris it might have been okay but he says something he says something about like you know you gotta understand like around that time you know there were girls gone wild ads on TV and everybody had a had a Maxim subscription and he was talking about this and as if it was a some, some as if it was a bad thing yeah <laughs> right yeah I said I, I said right. like that, yep better that sounds. Yeah, that sounds great to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the girl. I mean, if you look back though, a girl's gone wild. Oh, no, sure, like sure, sure. Brandon's yeah, never yeah, seen the videos. Yeah. He only saw the. No, ads. I've seen the videos. Oh, you I've have? Seen the, no, there's. A boy, it, has though. anyone seen the videos? I think no, I there's saw like, some of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm telling on myself here, but there's a Reddit. <laughs> there's, <laughs> oh, you're seeing a them now. Where somebody has like a full archive of yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just seemed. Okay, the Girls Gone Wild. I know this is not what we're really talking about, but, sure, the, but sure, a sure. Girls Gone Wild uh, commercial that I remember. Yeah, there was a there was a, a girl going wild, mm-hmm. and she the the way that she did it, she like pulled her shirt up, but she she went, "Here's my boobs," like that, <laughs> but like with no joy in the voice at all. Yeah, oh God. And I just I just felt like, oh God, I don't. Oh, I know the exact. Sad. I know the exact clip that you're talking really? about. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. She. Yeah. She's like, these are my boobs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Just like it's not. First of all, that's not wild. Obligatory. No, it's very mild. Yeah. It's very by the mild. Rules. Yeah. You know. Very by um, the book. Well, yeah, because it is. It was mostly softcore. It's mostly, although sometimes some of the, some of the lesbian and solo scenes go, they they go. There's wait. Crazy. Well, they, I think it, they turned into like just, porn. Yeah. Oh, it's like, not just flashing. Like, there's like a I lot of it was like just flashing. They would they would have like full like lesbian. I think especially in the later years, it sure. was like harder and harder like, to please the people. Right. Yeah. Well, because initially you can just be like, oh, look, you know, it's Mardi Gras. But then at a certain point, you're like, oh, you're you promised sex-starved college girls. You yeah. Know? Volume one through whatever you know. Were these tapes or DVDs? Tapes and then DVDs eventually and then DVDs. eventually. What would these run you? I think eventually Blu-rays. 
No. I think towards the end, we they, are, had, by the they way, had Blu-rays. I feel like we're giving Dave a very strange impression that every single Girls Gone Wild question, we're like, we know the exact answer to. Well, I, you that, would know well, better yeah, than that. Like, like, so, well, in 2003, they switched to DVD format. Yeah. Well, I I could, I honestly could answer these questions. Yeah. <laughs> but truly, what was, the, what was the price of... Oh, I think it was like tapes. $20 okay. for two. They would give you two DVDs, but then they'd, they'd like, that's how they'd get you is it would be... They'd end up signing you up for a monthly service. Oh God! But I mean, obviously, what was like the I was, was it just DVDs? They every would month? just send you like two every month, but okay. like keep billing. So like you. Columbia House, right? That, that's oh, I remember those. And I heard it was CDs. I was I heard it was hard to get out of it to to cancel you your subscription. Oh, okay. Imagine the, that call but, to the Girls Gone Wild yeah. sales guy. God, what kind of yeah? What what one job is to make you not cancel. Yeah, imagine being that guy. Girls Gone Wild headquarters fielding fielding those calls. Yeah, but that was that's that was years. By the time I, you know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But I, you know, whatever. You never owned the DVDs. Uh, No, of course not. I was I lived at my parents' house. I was a child who lived at my parents' house. Right. But I you you can you can watch all of these videos now. The way I the way I had access to them. For free. It's kind of a funny reason, but it's a huge tangent. But um, my friend had a older brother who was about 25 and had a light case of Down syndrome. Was uh-huh. like able to buy a car and like had a credit card, mm-hmm. but like had to live at home because he was, yeah, you know, had, had a mental disability. But also yeah. he like he had every single Girls Gone Wild <laughs> DVD on the shelf. Oh, like wow. basically, oh, like like he was like you know. He had Down syndrome, but he was also like a wild, a wild boy. Like was getting pulled over all the wow. time for getting roadhead. Wow! For getting and he was like roadhead. technically an adult, but like, you know, he was. Wow. So he would like buy us stuff, and he had he would let us take the girls gone wilds. Oh my god! But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what was going on How in that old household were you at the time. Oh, I was like four, 15, 14. Oh yeah! Wow! I mean, he Can was he like have... in at home, like a shelf like that with just yeah. like girls gone wild, like all and like porn displayed on his wall. Wow. He's a man, technically, you know. Yeah. Can you have a like a touch of Downs like that? <laughs> I thought was, it was like, just like you have it or you don't. No, he had Down syndrome. A touch of Downs. Yeah, you can like be pretty high functioning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but but driving a, a car is like, dude. Yeah. Just a, just a little <laughs> hint of an extra. He certainly yeah. shouldn't have been driving a car because like I remember he got like. Oh man. He got pulled over getting roadhead on like a residential street yeah. going like ninety miles per hour. I mean, I don't want to. I, I mean. I don't want to, uh, you know, we we have uh, we have our distinguished guests here. I don't want to get to. Uh, I assume I wanna, this is what I was here for. So yeah, I don't is... want to go to blue. I mean, you listen to the podcast, yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, wh- okay. Wait, I've gone where Jacob Wall has has been. Before. Okay. Oh, there yeah. we go. oh, I mean, you just messaged us about the Che Diaz. Episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but then it was like, well, I should see what else. And I just assumed Jacob Wall was like a friend. Doing a Jacob <laughs> Wall? No, uh-uh. no that's, no, that's I mean, actually Jacob Wall. You know, yeah. What? Comes a, on one more time, he I, might become a friend. Jeez, third, I don't third, know. Yeah, I like him. Once, once he's in the three timers club. I mean, who was, who was, who was slapping this man off? Dude, I don't know. Like he had, like these girls. Like they definitely were like, you know, not a girl you would take home to mom. But like, he, dude, he, I don't know. He somehow oh, like had these the girls. Night? I don't know because we are like in the huh. suburbs, so I don't think there was women of the night around. But okay. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. I don't know, but like he, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty high functioning. Like he was pretty high fun. Like he had a job. He worked at like yeah. Walgreens or something, mm-hmm. and um, 
he was able to drive i think he was mostly like just drove to work and then like yeah. spent his money on porn and sure. i think it was just like a weird um wow. situation and where he was a man up. technically a man living at home so his parents couldn't be like wade his name was wade like don't put that porn. <laughs> calling up, calling up the GGW hotline. I've n- I've not like seen or thought about this guy since I no, was. No, I mean this is a while. This is a. I wasn't expecting to go on. Yeah. Go on the tangent for this. But this I mean, long, you but can imagine. And, and like, we've got further to go. I grew up with with a cousin who has Down syndrome, and and yeah. and so and like and his you know he went to uh, a school that was you know his peers were also had Down syndrome, and I, um, I maybe it's because it was Catholic. You know, mm-hmm. and and they were they were infantilized in, yeah. in that way, mm. um, but it, you know my understanding is that you know they they mature to a a certain point and then that's a little bit that, uh-huh. but that that could have just been like the the you know super repressive Catholic. Wait, that's a little. What happens? You just like you don't not physically, but like mentally and emotionally. Yeah. My understanding is that you you know you hit a certain. Like an grade age. level, yeah, yeah. and oh, then that's and then just sort of where you you plateau. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that that also just could have been the way that they were led and taught and and all that. I don't and like I don't know. Like, look, I if if there's somebody that knows a lot about Down syndrome, listening that they're like he could not have had Down syndrome. Maybe he had something different, but he was had a yeah. mental disability, and I was under the impression it was Down syndrome. But yeah. either way, Wade was a grown man who was probably in his twenties or something, but he. Mm-hmm. he you know got along with us 15 year olds and you can imagine yeah me and you know me and his little brother and <laughs> sure. rolling in and be like wade what up yeah like, yeah like let's get those pornos <laughs> i remember i was at uh i don't remember which one it was but i was at like a gay club in austin yeah and on yeah. the dance floor just getting after it there was like a, a grown-up guy with down syndrome Hell and i was yes. like like you know is he here with a brother or mm. like or you know what what is the what is the coming out conversation for you know somewhat like an adult with down syndrome to their yeah. parent or guardian or whatever you guys um, have done a great job of t- tips <laughs> Around this, this is a Brandon's like this is a very this is a dangerous yeah. it's a dangerous we're being respected oh, yeah, no. it's a dangerous zone no, and you guys definitely have said, we're on thin ice you guys have really it. kept it above board I hear it cracking <laughs> under my oh, feet absolutely I, I well, am, no I mean I'm very impressed to me, like to me I, like Wade was cool like there's nothing mm-hmm. funny about it besides the fact that he was like, I, giving us porn <laughs> and like the roadhead was objectively funny mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I mean I thought Wade was cool because like. In all seriousness, people with Down syndrome are treated like stuffed animals and Absolutely. like children. Yes. And Brandon had to leave the room because he he's laughing just, too hard. He's removed himself from the situation. Yeah, talk about maturing to a certain age. God in heaven. You know what? Let's go to an ad break real quick. We'll be right back. Yeah, the people with Down syndrome are treated like kids. Yes. And like treated like babies and like, yeah. oh, you want to watch Barney and stuff? And it's like, yeah. I always liked him and this other guy from my high school because wade was just like listening to new metal and watching porn and like you know he was just like a acted like a teenager and uh-huh. despite his flaws it was at least like yeah you know these people are individuals yeah with their own interests and wade happens to have right like, getting into trouble right <laughs> and it's and there i mean there definitely are i mean it's you know you have the extra chromosome or you don't but there are um Higher and lower functioning yeah. cases for sure. We're still on it, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there was the life goes on guy, you know, who was who acted and yep. was on talk shows and stuff. Um, and 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 there were people who were much less able to 
function. But yes, by and large, especially if you're in like a, uh, um, if it's like a, a care situation mm-hmm. with uh, that it has a religious affiliation, you are definitely kept a child for a very long time. Yeah, you, like treated like let's a all some little out. kid. You remember on Glee when they gave the they gave the they gave the girl with Down syndrome the burner. Uh, no, a fucking Glock. I I I remember that there was yeah like a Down syndrome cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes. no, I don't remember her having a gun. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Ryan Murphy loves to have uh, a character with Down syndrome. He's yeah. he loves he loves a Down syndrome character. There's this there's that one. It's American Horror Story. So I was I was informed of this clip. There's a there's that girl that's like arguing. With, She's arguing with her mom. Mm-hmm. There's a character that has that has Down syndrome, and she's arguing with her. She's she, like the mom's like, um, like she she the girl has a bunch of makeup on, and she's like, I want to be a pretty girl for Halloween. I'm not gonna do a voice, but she yep. says I'm gonna be a pretty. I want to be a pretty girl for Halloween. Yeah, and the the mom's like, No, you're gonna be Snoopy, and she's oh, like, I want to yep. be a pretty girl, and she's like. No, you're gonna be Snoopy. She's like, I don't want to be Snoopy, and and like runs, runs out, and then gets hit by a car. Oh my gosh! Ryan Murphy I, we was this, wild yeah. as fuck, Ryan man. Murphy, it will create a moment. But it doesn't have anything to do with anything else <laughs> he, that's happening. Yes, it's representation on crack. <laughs> okay. We don't don't I mean, make me actually, watch this. This is just the gun. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm they, mute. Oh, oh man. Wait. Yeah, they she get, has the burner. Oh, Jane Lynch. Oh, Did hell Jane no. Lynch do that hell scene? No. <laughs> wow. Sad. No. Yeah, so, that's. Ryan Murphy. Oh, uh, man. So, anyway, Ryan's, we, had, we had Ryan, quite a tangent. Ryan's goaded. Um, we had quite a tangent here, but. um, <laughs> You guys kept you guys kept it above board? I mean, I look, so. I'll, I'll tie yeah. Wade back to reality because. Okay. Uh, Wade, Wade introduced me and my friends to uh, the female form via these yeah. D- dvds but okay. you know we i was Joe francis and carson daly were for sure hanging out probably yeah yeah i don't know whether that's true but it feels it feels <laughs> yeah. correct it feels well accurate. joe francis is hang- hanging out with everybody he was yeah, hanging I'm sure out he's sure. on top of the world uh paris hilton yeah sure. all, all them wasn't it him in the in the video oh no that was somebody else oh, was somebody else right? that, was, that guy's that guy's a real creep. someone else but yeah, the, but the same same spirit, same, same spirit. cultural role, right? Yeah, no, um, that guy was, you know, wayward, wayward fellow. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. It's it was interesting. I so me and Brandon watched so much of this on TV and like kind of like learned. I feel like a lot of people were digesting MTV as like how like what teenagers and adults are like. You sure. know, like oh, how do I be cool? Yeah, right. um, how do I get people to like me? I was um, I was a little kid when that was I was in like second grade during this period uh-huh. and I remember like that was yeah I remember being afraid to have I've I being I remember being afraid of Eminem Eminem well, was like yeah. scary at the time if you're like a kid right and he's yeah. he was picking very easy targets at this time yeah. he was you know he was he was uh he was threatening to put nine inch nails in each one of your eyelids Ooh. well he was like oh he was like oh you, you know he would like take shots at like Britney and Christine and like the boy bands and like Moby and shit, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like I remember specifically thinking that I couldn't have, I, 
I was like, I can't have any bad thoughts about Eminem or else he'll, he'll find out. <laughs> and and that like, is very unique. He'll get you. <laughs> I don't think anybody else he'll shares get into your head. Yeah, like I know. thought that it was like, I thought that it was like, have, you know. Did you have like the flu? I thought he was watching? like, I thought he was like the devil. I thought oh he was, you know what, I don't though? know, as a kid. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. for me, it was like heavy metal bands in, in yeah. like the early 80s. Right. Uh, they, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and shit. They seemed real right. scary. And now it feels sure. so but low, Those were real scary. Yeah. And, you know, and there were, you know, but, but now you'll go back and listen to the music and it's all just like, it's fun to rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Let's get together and rock. And Most like, rock music so, is about rock. It's about rocking. I, I want to rock. All country yeah. music has the word country in the title. Yeah. And most rock music is about rocking. And a, a uh, lot of early rap was about rapping. That's true. true but they grew out of that. Rock was rapping, really about rock and, for a long time. And like, hey, you know how sometimes uh, a meal is not as good as you want it oh, to yeah, be. Oh yeah, the whatever. second verse of the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Oh Chicken yes. Chicken is so overcooked. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that does happen. Yeah. That does um, happen. And yet people were terrified of that. Oh, you know, yeah, people like, were scared people of Sugar Hill Gang. Were terrified. When it, when Not that, terrified probably at the time, but like, like, ugh. It was like the, take a while to put rap next? on MTV for real. Like, when did they? Yeah, pro- yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't play black artists of any kind for the first couple years because right. i think that they i think the explanation was that they were like programmed like a rock station mm-hmm. and yeah. rock stations didn't play black artists and whatever but yeah it wasn't until it was like famously i forget who like sony had a huge artist that they would like pull from mtv if they if mtv didn't play oh Michael i've Jackson. Mm. I feel like I've heard this before yeah. yeah god that's crazy yeah um I, I can think of a specific run-in that I read about earlier, but like I wanted to ask you if you had any... Did you have any like uh, weird run-ins with the MTV era celebrities? Anybody that rubbed you the wrong way? Oh. Um, you know, it, uh, not really, just because so many were so like young, mm-hmm. and I was 27, 28. So when, you know, like... Uh, uh, Britney Spears comes in and whatever and like you know the the corporate or the executive type people would be right. like you know yeah we uh, we had dinner with Britney last night <laughs> and it's like okay cool she's 16 years old right oh that's so yeah. weird yeah um, that's like that is that's just that's weird weren't you one of the um, first people to interview her too I was yeah and she was great but it didn't seem it didn't seem appropriate to yeah. then be like want to go get coffee she was never something? really she was never really free yeah she was never really free yeah. was she yeah um Okay, so, the, okay, 99, um, like spring of 99, mm-hmm. um, RCA Records did a thing where they, um, like the first Christina Aguilera single had not been released yet, and, but they were putting uh, like a big push behind her. And we didn't know, we didn't know the name yet, but yeah. they, they had an event um, or, or like events around in like, you know, New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, where they would um like you know give you drinks and then she you know show the the press kit and all that and like maybe clips of the songs and then she would come out at a piano like there'd be a piano player and she would sing a couple oh, standards yeah. and then like work the room and it was like generating buzz right? right so this would have been probably march april 99 so they had one of those in new york and i went to it and a couple other on-air people and then some like executive people went to it and she like did her thing and she's of course got like this you know incredible voice and, and all that. And then she's like working the room after and she gets to the MTV table 
And uh, and she's like, you know, my single's coming out next month or whatever. And then the album's coming out after that. I'm going to be all over your network, you know, this summer. Like, look for me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great. Hey, good luck. You know, hope to see you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then that was the summer that we went to the Bahamas for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. So we were fully like off the mainland for oh, like wow. three months w- with no cable, with like one this computer that Biscuit had a dial up. up a boat. It's, when, it's when Fred Durst blew up our boat time. and we were stuck there. We had nothing. We that had was your stay. boat. People don't know that it was your that was boat. Our boat. <laughs> that was our boat. We all went in oh, on that's, it. I don't know if Eddie. Right there's some people listening that don't know about this. There's a yeah. yeah. During Nookie, Fred Durst yes. blows up this boat. It's one of my favorite clips. I used to post it a lot. Anyway, so yeah, we go to the Bahamas. Fred Durst blows up the boat, so we can't come back. <laughs> um, Wait, that how does there not? What the fuck? Wait, like you took a, a boat there? No, that was like that no, was not that really was like the, the, no. the story that was not really the of boat. why we were stuck. That was oh, like, that was the narrative. It's that like was a really narrative. shitty fake. Boat. Oh, it was like a yeah. joke. It and also like, like a, very a small, and there were a ton of us, and we would not have all fit. But whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, 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 so we blew it up. So we were stuck there, and <laughs> then uh, and then so that summer, the single and the album come out, and they do blow up, and she is all mm. over the network and all that. So then I, um, my first job on returning to New York City is like a video music awards preview special with her where we're like on a carriage ride around Central Park. Okay, talking about I saw that. I saw so that. Yeah. just, uh, so I, I like go to How the studio for the, the first time, time in, she's probably 17, oh, okay. 16, 17. Um, I go into the makeup room, say hello to the, the makeup women who I haven't seen in, you know, three months and whatever. And Christina's there and she goes, good, it's you. I need to talk to you. Huh. And like, and like, waves the makeup people out of their own workspace, closes the door behind oh, them, wow. and she's like, "Do you remember meeting me?" And I say, "Yeah, it was the thing at the Four Seasons or whatever." And she goes, "Yeah, do you remember what you said to me?" And I said, "I don't." And what? and she was like, "I said I was going to be all over your network this summer, and you said good luck." And oh, I was like, man. "Oh, yeah, no, I was like wishing you luck by saying good luck." And uh, and she just like looked at me and she's like, "Well, I think you owe me an apology." <laughs> and I was oh, like, "Okay, no. Well, no, no, I was actually wishing you luck." Oh, Sorry no. if you misinterpreted it, but I was really maybe it's my face. I don't know, but I was wishing <laughs> you good luck. Oh, like good luck, yeah, yeah, like good luck, good luck. And like, did you did your luck you is good. take that explanation well? Not or no? really in the moment, but we had to like we had to get. We had a carriage to catch. And, and then so you we, have to like fake. Oh, so then you did the interview. Interview. So then we fully did like, it was like full Me and Brandon like just morning. watched that interview. Really? We, and we were like, you guys were riding around oh, wow. Times Square. That's she so strange. softened. But yeah, but I it just in that moment, I was like, oh God, this is. Brittany would never. Brittany would never. They well, they she wouldn't be allowed. Her. She wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> she was not free. Yeah. Um, to go off script. But yeah, yeah just, that was oh, a, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. We all have bad and weird days, and well, she was a sure. young person who was famous from a young age, and whatever. But no, that's I'm still going to no. Tell I mean, and also it's like, yeah. Do you imagine the the balls of somebody to say that to? Yeah, you know, I at, yeah. In a, in a good way, I guess it's like you know, you have to be really bold to remember yeah, that and then a, say yeah. it to. An yeah, I mean, host. yeah. Well, so that's right. So okay, so that time it's all. I feel like. Yeah, any of the the more antagonistic moments are gonna happen like off screen with like oh, a sure. pop star. Yeah, yeah. But like in terms of people that were antagonistic on a forward fa- in a forward facing way, I feel like you only had like who Eminem. Yeah, and 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 no, he he wasn't that bad. And he like, was like n- kind of nice to VJs, right? He, yeah, I mean he knew. Yeah. He knew. 
like he was like he knew that like how much he relied on the network so right he wasn't gonna make that much noise the, yeah. the really weird thing looking back is like his second album comes out right yeah and and we're promoting the shit out of it the marshall mathers lp i yeah i believe right yeah, yeah. the one with the real slim shady on it oh yeah yes yeah. right because yeah. yeah slim shady lp was my name is yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. The, mm-hmm. the real Slim Shady on Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah. But that album, like, he says faggot, like, 600 times. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, it is, the like, more than he says, like, and or the. Like, it's, right. it's every other fucking word. Yeah. And, like, you know, other on-air people were gay and out, and I was, like, gay and out, not, like, publicly, but... You know, just in your own life. Yeah, in my life. Yeah, and like you know, a bajillion executives were, and nobody fucking said a thing. And it's so it's so yeah. weird looking back that even on live TV, yeah, like it never occurred to any of us to be like, yeah, let's actually dive into that for a minute. Yeah, he know? said it like once in a in a recent song, and got in trouble. Yeah, because he like called Tyler it or something. Yeah, and Tyler used to say it a bunch, but yeah, it's all. Remember the, the time, yeah. M, yeah. the video for Real Slim Shady? He's like, uh, he's he like interrupts a gay wedding. Yeah, there was like some to, real homophobia. He, he, he interrupts it like two that, men about like, uh, uh, fuck. He, he goes like yucky. Yeah, it's like wait, what's the what's the line where it's like they can uh they oh, can kiss like, the animals and animals like oh yeah no he uh, says like no reason that a, a man and another man can't elope and he yeah like and then he like. In the video, he he uh, separates them, and he's like, Bleh, Yucky. you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He had some Jeez. real homophobia aside from just like, because a lot of people were saying the the f slur, yeah. But um, yeah, he had some real stuff. Then they had to like mend his reputation by making Elton John do that song with him. Remember? Right. Oh, which what I love about are you when about he sang bring, Dido's part? Are you about to bring up what I what I thought you were about to bring up because when. I remember when he was sort of courting controversy and then there was there was there was controversy over, you know, his his use of uh gay slurs, you know, his his homophobia and his his music or whatever. And then, you know, they brought out Elton John at the Grammys, right? Yeah. But uh there was some interview Eminem did at the time where he's like, Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't know Elton John was gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so also, it's you know, yeah, so I remember Elton John's thing being like, um, you know, th- this doesn't bother me or this doesn't affect my life. Right. It's like, well, fucking nothing. Literal, full societal breakdown doesn't affect your life. Yes. You have yeah. like three levels of security armies <laughs> right. at your home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no one's going to ever like, he was, like performing for the royal family at that point. Yeah. You're yeah. very wealthy. And right. nothing affects you, sir. Life, sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. He's kind of catty, though, right? I feel like he oh, could have been motivated yeah. by some like weird, like backwards, like sure. Oh, this can like make Madonna mad, so I'll do this. Yeah, he has like, yeah. isn't he really vindictive and like? Oh, I don't you know. know. Like, he has some really funny. Like he hates Madonna. Oh, right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. What? Yeah, Elton John. No. Is that? I'm, dude, I'll research this. I'm. I thought you would know. No, I don't, dude. Um, this was like I mean, this I was guess like he in said the some things in interviews or whatever, but I don't era, know. I think okay. I I know one of our makeup artists uh, toured with him, and uh, and said that uh, he liked to be called Sharon. Huh. Yeah. Um, Sharon. Yeah, which I enjoy. I like that.
Was was there? Is I'm there finding s- the stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Elton John and Madonna have been famously feuding for several years. The root of their public standoff stemming back to 2004. Oh, only 2004. While Madonna huh. typically remains mum on their disagreements, John is rarely one to bite his tongue. <laughs> He's called her nope. like a cow, and just like really well, cow. That's awesome. <laughs> cow is cow is different. In, yeah. in the UK, cow is just like a like a dopey slow person. It's not it's not a weight based. Oh right. Slur. Okay. 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 I I wish I wish we could bring it. Like hearing British people use it makes me so fucking happy. Cow. Yeah. 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 Shut up, you cow. And um, it's like, but here people would be fucking right. Well, because like cow and in cunt. Yes. Yeah. I mean, also a great one. Right. God, such a good one. Um. Okay, wait. So the Christina Aguilera thing that was really okay. funny. It's it, it was, but it yep. was it was almost like I couldn't get upset about it. It was too like, <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, I'm getting a look inside and this then, young person's. Elton John <laughs> was cool, life right now. even though like his public image was. Did I say Elton John? I meant Eminem. Eminem, oh, was, Eminem fine, was fine, but again, like I don't, I don't know what the fuck I would talk about with Eminem. You know, I, right. I don't. Yeah, I really never. Like you had on part of it is yeah. part of it is like low self esteem, and part of it is just like. On a pragmatic level, like if mm-hmm. I were to hang out with like Tom Cruise or something, sure. what would we talk about? Like yeah. I, I don't. It just it would be awkward. What about Tom Green? Uh, Friend of the pod. Also, Tom Green. yeah. Also, TRL. A, a, a nice topper. guy. Yeah. A nice guy. Yeah. One of our first. Like, nice. Yeah. First hundred something guests. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Episode one fifty. Tom Green. Yeah. I bump into him in the valley all the time. He's the a, strangest of places. He's a lovely guy. He's, he's still, like, if, is he in the van now? He, like he oh went, no, he's like in Canada right now at a he's cabin. On, there's some show happening. Yeah, it, like a last comic standing kind of thing, like or something a, with Canadian comedians, like yeah. Canadian pro comics. Yeah. He's living but, in a van in a rich guy way for a while. Yeah, not, now, not in a desperate way. He's like in a way. he's in a cabin. He'll go he'll go live on on Instagram sometimes. And I thought you were using slang for touring. No, no, like, 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 like Tom, is he on tour? Tom, like, bought one of those, like, camping vans and was, like, adventuring oh, around. Yeah. Okay. With his dog, I think. It, yeah. Charlie the pot cake dog. I mm, believe mm-hmm. is, is what, is um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, um, yeah, on the air, everyone was cordial, but then after right. that, I, I just, yeah, I never, I, I, I like, I, I don't remember really pursuing a relationship with anybody super famous. I remember, you know? or I read a really funny quote from you about meeting Kid Rock at Spring Break. Do you remember yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's in my book. Yeah, um, that's oh, that's where the quote was from. Yes, maybe. Oh, the um, book. The book for the listeners at home is uh, mm-hmm. Party of One, a memoir and Twenty One Songs on shelves now. There are no shelves. What am I talking <laughs> about? Uh, there are no bookstores. Uh, but yeah, we okay. So Spring Break, I guess also ninety nine. Um, wow. Iconic, iconic spring break. Um, we were in Cancun, of course, and like, and I was, I guess, twenty eight by then. And Cancun, if you've ever been, is ridiculous, and mm-hmm. there's no, there's nowhere that it's not like an annoying party, you know? Right. Um, so there were a few of us who were just like, let's try to like have nice dinners, or like, you know, go somewhere where no one's gonna blow a whistle in our face or whatever, and let's just right. like be adults yeah and so we were in like we were in the hot tub like having having a bottle of wine or something trying to be grown-ups and kid rock comes down like no shirt hat cut off <laughs> shorts uh cigar bottle of jack daniels wow. and he's like hey y'all like and just plops down and he keeps going like he's keeps trying to like tell dirty jokes and nobody's really like you know nobody's bantering you right. know 
Um, and, and he, oh, man. Uh, like he'll he'll say something real crazy. He was like, oh, "I'm just serious." It's like, oh, oh my god, god. Yeah. I'm just serious. And uh, and then he kept going like, "Where's the pussy at?" Like he kept asking where the pussy was. <laughs> oh. And uh, and and it was like where the, was the hot tub. We were at the hotel hot tub, like sitting okay. in the hotel hot tub, like yeah. me and three like thirty year old women, and may, maybe another maybe right. another uh, a male. But uh, <laughs> but everyone was like, I don't, I don't. There's like lit- There's parties literally everywhere. So right. like one by one, people get up and like go back to their room because it's like eh, he won't leave. So you yeah, know, let's us leave. Uh, he's and it ends by up being, himself. He's yeah. I mean, he was brand new. Like this was, he like, was DJing Spring Break. Oh, okay. Because oh, I think the wow. album was out, but like the the single wasn't big yet. So he was. Wow. Carson was real big on Kid Rock, and I think it's he. Funny kinda, to imagine being Kid Rock at Spring Break '99 and having and to not, ask where the pussy's at. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> having having like, man, to like, like anywhere. In, spring yeah. Break 2000. I'm sure he oh, was not asking this Memorial question. Memorial Day 1999. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know right. huge. But anyway, so it boils down to just me and him in the hot tub because I'm like. This is so uncomfortable. I want it to last forever. Oh my and, god! Uh, and so it's just the two of us, and we're like talking. And he's like, "Hey man, let's go get some pussy. You want to go to a titty bar?" <laughs> oh my and, god! Uh, and I was like, "I'm gay, actually." And he was like, "And I will never forget this." He just like, woo! Like, <laughs> like he was trying to whoop, but it just like he, the poor man was just <laughs> deflated and yeah. So that was, oh, that is so funny. Never really um, clicked. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, that's the weird thing. And I think in uh, the quote (laughs) from your book, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that like you were just surprised that Kid Rock, you know, he he wasn't putting it on an act. But the weird thing is that like I only found this out years later, but he grew up in like a mega mansion. Oh, yeah. No, he's you know that guy. You know, like he's like royalty. He's, yeah, like he, I mean, his I childhood think he home up, is like well, multiple houses on a estate. Yeah, with like a tennis court. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, it's that like Midwest kind of new money ish. Yeah, you know, wealth where you can buy a big house in you know a, an area that was that's like brand new, like an area outside of Detroit that was probably you know blighted. 40 years ago and so you know if you're making a reasonable amount of money you can buy or build a massive house and send your kid to a good school and whatever but like everybody knows that kid who's just like oh, I'm gonna be a dirtbag you know, yeah I mean matter. cause like yeah. that was crazy cause it wasn't just like he was being a partier he was like literally his songs were like I grew up in a trail park yeah like, <laughs> yeah right yeah he did not like literally like and all his music videos were in a trailer park too right um yeah and yeah, it's funny walking around like that too. It is, Mister. Mister. Where the pussy at? It's just weird. Yeah. It's just yeah. I uh, I did not click yeah. with that energy. I love a a, a Soto woo. Yeah, <laughs> a Soto a sad the, sad woo. woo is like um, really man. there's nothing better. God bless defeated. Him. But you know things turned around for him. They sure did. He found he found them where the pussy was at. <laughs> he sure did <laughs> repeatedly. Wow. He's uh yeah. There's uh I've not been on it, but there is a Kid Rock cruise, and I would imagine that will be the first cruise. That's, to, right. that's how COVID started. Back. This is a new yeah. variant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a boutique variant right there. It's yeah, a variant without a cause. <laughs> oh God, that's crazy. And also to be well, you were were you closeted or were you just no, like not? I was, I was out, but like. There was no, you know, you if you wanted to come out publicly, you had to like do it on the air, which there was no like yeah, right. place for, or get a, a magazine to do a feature on you, which you oh, know, I eventually uh, did. Like Ellen 
Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Well, Ellen had a on. show, so she was going to do it on the show. Yeah. But yeah, it had to be like you had to get the media to like amplify. Oh, your did message. you do a magazine? I did do Sorry. Out Magazine. Yeah. Oh, okay. In, yeah. Uh, sometime. Well, we're better. Two or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's in the name. It's right there in the name. It's right there in the damn name. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah that was that was you know nothing changed. Nothing right. changed at all. Well, because it's like but there, you know yeah, you're, now you're everybody coming up has their life like halfway in public, so right. it's not it's not a question you ever have to answer, right? Because you've answered it, you know. Of course, you arrive with you know yeah. everything kind of integrated. You don't need to get a publicist on the horn. <laughs> no, right? No, yeah, you don't have to like get a magazine to be yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in you, you <laughs> right? Know? Like I, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, took some doing, but we did it. But yeah, I was never, I was never. Like I never on the air was like, "Where the pussy at?" You know, what right, I mean? right, like, right. That was, mm-hmm. I never, you know, put it on. I mean, yeah, hosting is the sort of. Uh, I feel like all the hosts were pretty normal. On hosting TV. is like yeah. an asexual sort kind of, of is. gig. If you're doing it right, you know, if you're if you're truly uh, objective in your. Are there sexy hosts? I'm sort of. I'm going through my role. Oh, I mean, there's sexy hosts for sure, but like incidentally, sexy. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like. If if you're if you're just your your job is to like you can't be ele- like hitting on the guest. Right. I mean I guess well, talk Richard show. Richard Dawson flirt. On, on Family Feud kissed every woman right on the Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Which yeah, true. looking back That's at that really now, funny. Disgusting. <laughs> like yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. Holy, <laughs> well, like, why'd you want to do that, man? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's there's talk show hosts that are there's that one that one video of Kate Mara on Craig Ferguson. This is like great. Oh, where he's like flirting with her or something? Yeah, where they're like both kind of like, it seems like they had just fucked or like they're about oh, to wow. fuck. Like, it's, I mean, Craig Ferguson was a flirt. Yeah. Craig Ferguson. Okay, was he's like, a horny, he's a horny host. Yeah. There we found it. A, f- a horny host. I feel like Conan would kind of, d- but like not, not in a, in a non threatening yeah. way. Yeah, in like a, yeah, in yeah. an awkward way. But, but, Craig, way but Craig Ferguson with. was like, he, he was like suave. Mm-hmm. He was he was kind of I I miss him I miss I miss Ferg me too yeah sure. uh, watch all of Sandra Bernhard's appearances on David Letterman okay oh it's the greatest yeah it's the greatest love story of our time okay we'll yeah. watch that. oddly sexy it's it's amazing yeah um, I do I I miss greatest. Dave as well well the greatest yeah Dave I'll let you get out of here soon but I. Brandon, do you have any final questions? I know I have a couple like rapid fire MTV questions. Okay, to get out. But Brandon, do you have anything you well, want to talk about before we? I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll there's like a. I guess there's there's a lot for us to cover. Yeah, you guys got yeah talk diabetes yeah. soon. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. But that's sweet. That's sort of that's off, that's off pod, and we should we we do need to give uh, ample ample plug time at the end for the the his current his current projects. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that now? Is that is you can plug, plug it now, time? and then I'll ask a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why don't you plug it away? Waiting for Impact, a Dave Holmes passion project. It's okay. A ten episode uh, investigative podcast about uh, a boy band that never was from 1991. Oh, and wow. what became of them? Um, if you remember the video from Motown Philly, yes, by Boys to yes. Men. There's all the acts on Michael Bivens' uh, uh, record label, like the development wow. deal that he had with Motown. Yeah. And the those other acts, Boys to Men, uh, Belle Biv DeVoe, Another Bad Creation, they all released music. Yes. But there's 
two and a half minutes in, there's a, a little vignette with a, a boy band called Sudden Impact, and they like point at the camera. Whoa. Like real fucking cocky. <laughs> like here comes Sudden Impact. And then that's all that happened. And wow. like, nothing was ever released. So it's been a question in the back of my mind for a long time. Huh. Now we have the world of investigative podcasts. Yeah. Amazing. So I can marshal the resources that I need to find these people, which I won't say whether I do or don't, but um, but it's like it gets very into the ideas of like what ambition is and what success looks like. Yeah. What you do when things don't pan out and all of these things that are really fascinating yeah. to me. Um, so it is out now. That's, That's interesting. Great. That actually wherever podcasts, wherever are you listen to, to podcasts. we don't need to say that anymore, do we? Like everything is everywhere. Everybody yeah, knows, except for if it's exclusive, right? I yeah. was gonna. That's interesting. That you said it's that like no was... spaces when somebody gives you their email address. <laughs> yeah, like it's there are never space. there <laughs> right. can't be spaces. They're not We've been allowed at this to have for spaces. fucking thirty years. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I was gonna ask you if there was like a band that had a period on MTV where you were surprised like they didn't go further. Where you met Ooh. them or saw them, and you're like, these are they're gonna be huge, oh. and then just didn't. Uh, we everybody was certain Robbie Williams was gonna be massive. Oh in yeah, the US. we were mm. positive of it, and 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 it was like, and we gave you know we promoted the shit out of his album and his videos and whatever, and uh, and it just didn't happen. I remember that. Yeah, it was like, it doesn't happen often, but once in a while you can like feel the audience just go like, we don't understand this and we don't like it. <laughs> Um, that's funny and it's yeah. fucked because the music is so good and he's so hot and like such an interesting character and and like I, I I am a huge fan of his but it just did not happen and ultimately that's probably for the best because now he can live in America and be totally anonymous and if yeah. he goes anywhere else in the world he's mobbed but he can like live yeah. in West Hollywood unbothered you know and like that's that's kind of the that's an interesting. That's an yeah. unexpected choice too. I fucking because of all the people of all the one hit wonders on MTV. Yeah, he there did, was some had, weird did he even have too. the one. Well, I don't know if he had a hit, but no. Who, but are, the, mean, who are the, the rest of the world that you're? Oh, I mean, just to. like the crazy towns of it all. You know, crazy town. Just like I, you know, I, I wasn't thinking Jimmy's Chicken Shack, oh bands like God. that. Yeah, fastball. Yeah. I'd say a two hit oh, wonder. Wow. I a great band. I actually am I surprised they didn't get bigger. They're pretty big. They're well, they got about as big as a fastball could get. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're like good hooky music for, you know, white people in their thirties. Yeah. Stand up. Um, uh, semisonic, same way. Yeah. And all that shit happened right before the boy band. So like they they had mm. as big a moment as they could. And um well, this is not in the one-hit wonder category, but we've also had Mark McGrath on this podcast and one Lovely. of the nicest guys we've ever had on. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fantastic. That's yeah. like a lot of hits. They had a lot of hits. A lot of hits. And he he turned into a host too. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's an absolute angel. I, yeah, I love him. We gotta we gotta have him back. I know. Yeah. He's another one of those where like, in in the Kid Rock world where it's like, yeah. one flap of a butterfly's wing, <laughs> and you're you know a stockbroker in Orange County. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He grew up kind of. Kind of Tony in like, yeah. you know, Laguna Beach or something. Mm. Like he's, if you look at high school pictures, he's like a, you know, wealthy preppy kid. Yeah. But then it's just, you know, one afternoon <laughs> set him on a different path. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Like, talking to him, tattoos. I think he seemed very aware. And you know? he's very, like, he was very humble and like, 
He's very humbled, almost to a fault. Like, I think he's a little Bro. too self-deprecating, where I'm Before like, oh, you're recording. He was, like, talking. He's like, don't don't be mean to me. I know I'm an idiot. Just, like, I know I'm a loser, idiot. You guys are going to make oh, fun of him. I'm like, no. dude, what? No. I was baffled. I'm like, I was watching you on no, we TV. Were, we like, were, this guy's the man. Yeah. It was a very good faith I've never booking. thought a bad yeah. thing about Mark McGrath. No, absolutely oh, but, I mean, not. But think about what has happened in between to make you that. To like make you approach right. you guys in that kind of a posture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine and, right. the public, you know, abuse yeah. that you must have gotten in between being a super praised rock star right. and now. Never stop working. Right. But yeah. like he is clearly like representing been and a... hurt enough that he's just But I also right. think it's kind of I think it's in his personality for Mark too. I think he's a very humble guy. But yeah, I think, but yeah, he definitely, his culture has made him have a guard up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I I wish people should be nicer. He also seems very grateful for every moment of his fame. I think he also, like you mentioned, like that when you were on MTV, you were aware that it wasn't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. I remember him talking about that too. Yeah. Which is a good way to look at it. I feel like. Called an album 1459. Yeah. That was very clever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome of them. And it was like yeah. their second or third one, too, I think. So it yeah. was a little wink. Yeah. Right. Oh, he knew. I mean, Love that's like, I mean, big, big part of a big part of Scooby-Doo live action. Huh? Oh, wait, what? Yeah. They get like, they, they're like, um, yeah, uh, there's this one part where uh, um, Daphne Daphne uh-huh. is it right? That's the mm-hmm. right because Velma. And, yeah, Daphne like is what is they're outside and they're perfor- Sugar Ray's performing. Daphne <laughs> like walks over and like looks at Mark McGrath in the eyes and he seems evil. He seems like something's off. And so there's there's some there was like something in the air. First, like they first they're Scooby-Doo? like yeah, it's oh. evil e- evil Sugar Ray and first uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> wow, Scooby Doo one. <laughs> Okay. There's also that Outcast. There's that Outcast song uh, that they made for Scooby Doo, where Matthew Lillard is in the video as Shaggy. And oh it's my like, god! Yeah. Wow. There's like a lot I of good. There was like a lot of good music moments uh, in Scooby Doo. Well, even it in the well, original show, Mamas and the Papas was on the original. Oh sure. Did the Scooby Doo movie come out when you were at no, MTV? No, that feels. 2004 or something. I think that, that was. That's exactly what I, I was going to say. Scooby Doo Monsters on You know what did? Post 9 11 creation. Scooby Doo came wonders. out in 2002. What? Scooby Doo came out in 2002. Confirmed. 2002. Okay. 2002. Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed came out in Scooby in in <laughs> Scooby in, in 2004. Well, that's what you were thinking of. Yes. Okay. Monsters yeah. Obviously, I had the box office. Table. Uh, so um, when I think it was Doctor Doolittle two or maybe one. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, around the year 2000, the product G and B, the the Wyclef Jean like proteges who had done Maria Maria with mm-hmm. Santana, yeah. uh, which is the worst song of all time. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Did their uh, oh, it got sampled in a recent song, Wild did Thoughts. It? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not Mar- that recent. Maria Maria's uh, not recent. feels recent. Not that recent, yeah. but like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they they're like first track as just them was from the Dr. Doolittle or Dr. Doolittle 2 soundtrack wow. and had a bunch of like singing like animals <laughs> pretending to be singing the song yeah. and it was called Cluck Cluck okay oh, and wow. and I remember this because we we world premiered it and they were on and I was like <laughs> what so what does the title of the song mean 
Um, and G or B or whoever was, was like, uh, you know, it's like when you're doing your thing, man, you know, you, you know, you cluck clucking. And I was like, oh, yep. okay. You didn't, that you didn't have an answer to that <laughs> <No>. question. <laughs> and like, you never answered that question at any time recording the song or writing it. The, were you there for Baja men? Baja men who yeah. were the dogs at? Yeah. I don't think we ever had the pleasure of meeting them, but oh, I no. was there. But you played the video a bunch. Sure. But you never met, you never crossed paths? No. Because that's, no. that's like... That's that's a, that's always a a fact that you pull up and people are like, oh, whoa, I didn't know that. That's yeah. like a people love to be like, oh, did you know who let the dogs out is actually about ugly women in the club. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Never really paid funny. attention to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, who <laughs> let the who let the fucking dogs out? Wait, Lou Bega? No. Was that a, what year was Lou Bega? Mama that would have been ninety nine ish, I think. You ever meet Lou Bega? To the phone. No, he never came around. They like acts like that never came by. You I'm know, sure they would. Tr- they they their labels would try, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think he ever came by. The by studio. the way, this is just not related to anything we're talking about. But I wanted to show you this before we finish the podcast to oh, yeah, see what 99. you what you make of this picture. Oh yeah, Joe Biden and Jesse Camp. A Jesse Camp with the- a, a 21st century Jesse Camp. Let me let me ask um, you this. Yeah, how do you think Jesse Camp met? The president of the United States. How does how does anything happen for Jessica? I don't know. <laughs> here's a, here's another picture I'm going to show you. Oh yeah, get close because okay. that's like yeah. you know this is an HD photo. This is an adult Jesse Camp standing with Joe Biden. How about this one? Whoa! Yeah, Jesse See, Camp. With how Pete does a Jesse Camp get an audience with Pete Buttigieg before I do? I don't. That I don't understand. That I'm. That's angry. wild. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't get chairman it. of the Department of Transportation. I'll, I don't um, get it. I'll um I'll finish it with this. Jesse Camp, I met him at a party, uh like one of the Coachella after parties. Saw yeah. him, attracts. Went up to him and was like, "Hey, Jesse, I'm a you know I'm a big fan. Like not lying, I'm like I'm a yeah. big fan. Like can I have a picture? Yeah. Took a picture with him, posted it. Probably that night, like late an hour later, you are blocked by Jesse Camp. <gasps> Who, he has really? blocked my ass, and I would did, wow. did, by that I, account. Jesse Camp blocked me. I'm like on a different account now. Until okay. look at that. Um, wow. but I would, dip, I wasn't taking the piss or anything. Wow. I was like, damn, Jesse, yeah. well, I still don't know. Strange. There's a, there's a mind at work. I, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. He's, yeah. he's terrific. Um, I, I do know. Okay. So I know Dan Harmon a little bit and he was doing Harmontown at, uh, Dynasty Typewriter. Oh, yeah. yes. He used to do it at Meltdown. Right. Yes. Um, but he, not it wasn't him, but somebody from oh, we that. We have some of the production. same haunts. Yeah. Oh Dave yeah. I. I used to do. Yeah, I used to do shows at Nerd Melt, my own self. Yeah. And Dynasty, and I will again. Not Nerd Melt. Um. Anyway, somebody right, from Harmontown was like, "Oh, you should you should come on Harmontown," and I was like, "I don't, I don't know why." I, I mean, I I like Dan a lot, but like, yeah. I don't. I'm not a D and D guy, and I don't like. Right. I don't know why, but then I. Uh, I listened to an episode and Jesse Camp had turned up in the audience. Oh, wow. And I was like, are you trying to like do a reunion of the two of us on stage? Oh, God. Because I don't yeah. want to. Not that I don't want to talk to him again. I would love to like like have probably coffee feels like the same yeah. bet with him, right? Yeah. Tea. But, uh, but I don't want to like, I don't want to do it in public. It's right. Just, yeah, you know, certainly not. It's difficult to like. Yeah. You could do yeah. an episode of Yeah, but still, perhaps it's semi-private, you know, mm-hmm. moderated by you know two. two well, yeah, you don't want it. You don't. Yeah, want I don't, do I don't want it to be in a public. You don't venue want to do the like reunion 
thing. I know. I'm just yeah. Kidding. No, no that's so. it. Feels yeah, uh, weird. It always feels like a little uh, sad. Right? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it's feels a little like, sad, oh, but then like also, that. yeah. I mean, yeah. we can have uh, awkward energies with one another at a table, yes, privately, right, and not yeah, yeah, in yeah. front of an audience or on a microphone, right. You know, I'm. Um, he has a lot of pictures with famous people, and I just and like really good photos. They're they're DSLR photos with like a flash. Well, it's that that Biden photo. It said that he he had met him several times that year. Several times. This was in yeah. He was like, it's been a pleasure to meet meet this man multiple times this year. I don't know what he. I don't know what he what role he was playing and. Yeah, I'm very curious how Jesse Camp met the president. Who fucking knows? Yeah, man. That, wow. That truly, certain things just won't make oh. sense. And they make less sense the harder you think about them. Yep. Well, I'm very glad that Jesse's doing okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep getting interrupted. Ronnie, Ronnie Spector? Ronnie Spector. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, it's Dave, not official until, you know, uh, Jesse posts an RIP picture. <laughs> I know. TMZ's got to announce it. Jesse got to post a picture. Um, oh, so we should. Well, we should plug plug stuff on the way out. Yep. I I do want to get your plugs off. Well, you got so yeah. One more time, waiting the, for, the waiting podcast is yes. waiting for impact. And listen, homophilia. Is share, it. like, rate. Yes, He's, homophilia. Also, uh, okay. we just got Michael Patrick King. Oh. of Sex in the City and, oh, and wow. just God like damn. that. Oh, and we didn't even we get to even talk about, about it. We didn't get to talk about Che Diaz. Oh, we didn't even get to like final, all of the do Sex Che Down syndrome and just get into Che Diaz. Wait, this is... We we didn't get into Che Diaz you with, didn't get to, with, with Mike fuck. Patrick King. Because oh. it was a little bit before the storyline got real crazy. Um, oh my God. It got... And, it's, and like he's... Miranda's so ruining her life absolutely for this woman. For this, person, for this person. This person. This person who couldn't be clearer that they don't want a traditional situation. Whatever. Right. Um, he, Michael Patrick King is so is he's <laughs> so like engaging and funny and charismatic and whatever. Yeah. And honestly, Matt, my Matt McConkey, my co-host, and I, Chady as aside, really like the show like it's there's a lot to like yeah. about it mm-hmm. like what's wrong is about and just like terribly that? wrong yeah what's wrong is very wrong i mean chay like, diaz is what nuts oh mm-hmm. is wild crazy it is crazy it, that is crazy uh yeah like art within art is always very difficult like right. when there's a movie about a rock star yeah. and his big hit song that's the greatest <laughs> song in the world it's always a terrible song right? yeah because uh, if it were just a good song, it would just be a good song. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comedians within comedies are never funny. Brutal. You know, because if they could do it, they would be doing it. Right. And so this especially is like a simulation <sighs> of comedy. Yeah. But it's it's uh, fascinating. It's not even close to reflecting jokes. I want to listen no, to. I need to watch all of Check the Box. I need to listen yes. to all of X, Y, and Me. What is that show about? Yeah. Why is it a morning zoo program? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why do they have sound effects? Why is um, there a public masturbator as one of the co-hosts? Right. Uh, Jackie. Yeah, nee. yeah. Is a sex podcast just saying the word anal a bunch of times? Yeah. Um, oh, the J train. Wh- that's why they call it the J train, and the A the A is for anal. Okay. I guess that's why I don't. I don't write. Yeah. I don't. It's what does anybody bring to that show that nobody needs that has an enormous budget because they're in like a really nice studio with like a control room and people laughing. Yeah, like a producer. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
none of it makes any sense at all. And yeah. it's this last episode, uh, Che Diaz had like a like a pride festival that had 80 people. Oh, at oh my it. God. You know I mean? yes. It was like yeah. in a park and she's like, did you see the last one? Or? I haven't seen the new okay. one yet. L- literally, it's like, I guess it's a, the pride parade or something. Yeah. But it's but she's on stage at, in some park somewhere and, and and there's a DJ and it's fully like 80 extras with yeah. like like we are gay signs <laughs> like you know pink signs yeah. Yeah. that are just yeah. like it is okay to be gay yeah and uh, and <laughs> I can't even think straight and all yeah. this kind of shit but like there are a couple shots that are just a tiny bit too wide and you can tell there's nobody beyond yeah and, oh, man. Yeah. and uh, it, it's and and she's like uh, they are like. You know, uh, just being yourself is uh, is rejecting the patriarchy. Come you on, guys man. out there are making me wet. Oh and then she goes God. back and forth between her eyes and her... They go back and forth between their eyes and their genitals. Oh, like, man. Boop, boop. Like, oh, I'm crying no. and also I'm uh, wet. Oh, uh, man. It's, it's so off-putting. Yeah. And I mean, they yeah, they fucked everybody at Webster Hall. That was there for, yes, <laughs> for yes, their, yeah. their special taping. They're they're like yeah. they go cheer uh, cheer if I fucked you, cheer if you fucked me, yeah, cheer if you want me to fuck you. Yeah, that's not like it yeah. seems so so funny. damaging to uh, you know non-binary is, and JD transgender awesome. people. Yeah, yeah, it truly. It's like it would have been worse for them to just be extremely transphobic on there just yeah. go back <laughs> well it's kind of just a different way to be transphobic because the the character is yeah, so hypersexual right um which is i don't know it, it's it's truly it's shocking every time are you rocking with rock on screen what are you rocking with the uh, rock the character Charlotte's non-binary, know, non-binary you know, kid. We don't. There's not much Before, of a character there yet. FKA you know? Rose. Rose <laughs> came, out, came out via via TikTok. Um, yeah. R O C K Rock. R O C K Rock. Yeah. Video. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kristen Davis acts like a child in a serial commercial. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's her know, like acting style. Yeah. Is like <laughs> is like you just opened a toy. Right. Always, um, it's yeah. it's yeah, yeah. I, and yet, I uh-huh. love it, and we'll see it through. And like, of there course. there are things about it that, like, I like the fact that it, this show that was so aspirational is mm-hmm. like, is showing you how humiliating it is to be in your fifties. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it's it's there are they approach some like really truthful moments, but then JDS. Comes who is the who is the original Carrie Bradshaw? Oh, um, uh, what's, her yeah, name? what's her name? Um, oh, god damn it! Like the the author of she has a show now. Yes, like an off Broadway, Broadway show, which I know because oh, the like the uh, real Carrie Bradshaw, the yeah. real Carrie she Bradshaw, was a real sex columnist for the Observer is. Um, oh, Candace Bushnell. Candace Bushnell. Candace Bushnell, who has a, an off Broadway show right now, and she was on. Um, she was on Nick Cannon recently, huh? Wow. And so I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. It's a. It's a, there's a lot of intersecting. Yeah, stuff it's going on because I've. I've. <laughs> it is intersectional. I. But yeah, you know, we've talked about. Oh, Nick um, Cannon a little bit. At the and, fundraiser, have you seen the fundraiser? Oh yes. They bring yes. out uh, Che Diaz and all like the all the moms of yeah. kids at this school are like, Che Diaz. Oh my but God, she, Che Diaz. Yeah. Che Diaz gets up and. Uh, 
and is like can't do her dirty material so well she can't do their dirty material um uh oh yeah can't do the dirty material but also says like um like this fundraiser has been going on longer than it took me to come out and everyone just falls out laughing whoa that but it isn't isn't, uh funny that's that isn't a (laughs) joke yeah that doesn't have the rhythms of a joke. Just not no. even close. Oh, it doesn't Miranda, have the, the Miranda listening to to Che's to Che on the podcast or or maybe Che's comedy album or something. Yeah, Che is like uh, I dated a lot of people who uh, identified as assholes, and she's like, <laughs> "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, their material doesn't have the uh, rhythm of a joke. It no, doesn't no follow traditional joke structure no. or even it's almost so much nor, so nor that does I it like, subvert it or anything. It's just." Yeah. It's a bad stand of comedy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the thing yeah. is, in this world, there are people doing things like that that yeah. that Che Diaz could be. You yes. don't have to make them a comedian right. if you're not going to ever make them funny. Yeah. There there are like and there's there, like Gary Vaynerchuk and shit like that. Like, oh, yeah. yes. like a right, like a person who you there's know, like a motivational it's like oh, weird. It's like I mean, I guess what they're going for it's it kinda ends up being like Somewhere in between, like Alana Glazer's special and like Nanette, I guess. But like it's, but, but like run through Google Translate like five times, absolutely. And it's so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Make a German person watch Nanette and then right. write in English. Yeah, uh, a full hour of comedy. It's a, it's awesome in English. Yeah, it's I'm really mind melting. I'm obsessed with with Che Diaz. I mean, that was a, yeah. That's why give that's them a, their own show. Get, I yes. want to get Sara Ramirez on homophilia in the worst way because I love Sara Ramirez. Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever heard uh, the the cast recording of Spamalot? Oh no. no, she has like the the big song in Spamalot. She's the Lady of the Lake, and right. uh, and uh, it was when she was identifying as she. Anyway. Yeah, right. uh, um, the song is called "Find Your Grail," and the like the vocal performance is fucking unreal it's phenomenal yeah Yeah, so fucking so super talented and interesting and and all that but yeah i really want to get to the bottom of this there's bewildering i do think that like it's so bad that there's somebody to blame yeah like what there's got to be somebody in there like behind the scenes it's like oh it's their fault this person did it yeah i don't know i want to know we got to get to the bottom of this anybody if anybody has insider info you could, you know, hey, it's email the pod from a burner account. Che Diaz, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, um, Dave, oh, oh Dave, Bryn, thank you for coming off. on. I, oh, real quick, I do want to get get the plugs off because, uh, yeah, this is a we've got a low low ticket warning. Uh, we have we've sold a low amount of tickets. Oh, uh, no, it's a see, that's a joke. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, see, that's a that's good joke structure. Yeah, it's good che, delivery. Yeah, it's good structure. <laughs> um, I Andy Kindler used to have a a great thing where he he would uh he'd say it's not about it's not delivery it's DiGiorno, <laughs> and like do yeah, the like yeah. lean do, do the lean that I he does. I was thinking while you were saying that they should have had Miranda <laughs> fall in love with Andy Kindler. <laughs> yeah, I would have just be fucking yeah. so sexually aroused oh, by Andy just, Kindler. Just like this this six year old man doing like meta yeah. <laughs> meta comedy about yeah like yeah I was yeah I was uh. 
I was actually the first comic to notice that uh, the difference between men and women or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, Ever have uh, Andy Kindler get Miranda? Andy high Kindler and on, her in on stage bathroom. just being like, and uh, and a third thing, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then he's he's See, just uh, that would be so shotgunning, <laughs> shotgunning weed into yeah. your mouth. Also, what um, is weed in this world? Oh, what weed is, is weed? And what does weed do with this world? Weed in Sex in the City is nuts. It's insane. It's crazy. It's it is also I mean yeah. putting aside the fact that it is 2022 and these are all women who we know to have spent their lives in Manhattan they're just coming across queer people in weed for the first time ever it that's bewildering makes no sense to me. it's not it canon make any sense at all yeah um yeah and it, it just I I don't I mean maybe New York weed is different I don't know but yeah. it, it, this is like. Yeah, they're freaking about out about like New York mids. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It doesn't make any sense at all. I oh so yeah, I guess uh yeah. Sorry, February fourth, Tacoma at Real Art. February fifth, Seattle at the Vera Project. February sixth, Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. I'm bringing Jamel uh, on all of those dates, and then San Francisco Cobb's Comedy Club on February seventh. February 8th, Sacramento at the Punchline, and uh, Gavin's going to be coming with me on, on those dates. Uh, so, yeah, but we'll have ticket links in the script um, and our live pod. February, February 12th. 12th. Two shows. Ooh, what Los Angeles. Valentine's Day. February 12th, Super Bowl Eve. <gasps> yeah. Super Bowl Eve. Fun. February Perfect 12th. Perfect thing to do. Early show, late show, Lodge Room. LA uh, buy tickets. Are you guys going to have energy to like really do the Super Bowl the next day? I don't oh, think I'll, either of us I'll, really do the Super Bowl. I'll, that much. I'll, I'll, I'll like we do. Yeah, you I'm going to get together with your boys and watch I, the Super Bowl. I get Bowl? I get together with my boys. I go eat. I also have enough energy to get together with my boys. Yeah. Oh, I'm 100 percent going to do. It. Yeah. Yeah. Live potting doesn't take a ton out of you. That's true. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank that's, you so much. This is a great episode. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you. One of my favorites. Thank you. Thank you very much.